Dear people of the world, welcome to week one of Game of the Year here at Sword Chomp. It is the day that we look forward to all year. We reflect on the games of the past year, thinking about what has stood out the most. There were a lot of delays for AAA games, but that didn't stop developers from putting out some absolutely incredible games. Thanks to them and their incredible work, we get to do this show for another year. Yay! Uh, so today we have some fun categories lined up for week one. Favorite voice acting performance, favorite menu screen music, favorite song, and we're going to do a top three for that. Favorite soundtrack, same thing, top three for that. We're bringing a fan favorite back. Favorite game that you played this year that wasn't released this year. We haven't done that category since 2017, so we are bringing it back. A brand new category for this year, most accessible game. And favorite sound design. Lots of good stuff, but just in case, so I don't break up the momentum and flow of the show, let me get this out of the way now. If you end up liking the show, please subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you end up wanting more content from us or are just looking way for ways to support, you can head over to swordchomp.com. But we're going to do more on that at the back end of the show. So let's get to the crew so we don't waste any more time. First, we have the man who held it down this year. He battened the hatches and directed the ship as we weathered the storm that was this year. He is the official audio engineer of the show. He is an indie aficionado, and he is one-third of the crew here at Sorechomp. And he's my good friend. Please welcome to the show Joshua Fowler. Josh, how you doing today, buddy? And he is chewing. I think you did that intentionally. Tried to line that up perfectly. Actually, through the middle of no, a bite. I wrote that last night. I'm not even watching the Skype because I was reading Perfect. the notes that I wrote. Perfectly. I apologize. No, no, there we go. I, 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 I had time to finish that bite before I got back around. No, I wasn't even you looking timed at it you so know, well; it seemed intentional. No, I'm... no, no, no. I promise I wasn't watching. <laughs> but how you doing, man? I am pretty good. Pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Excuse me. Um, just yeah. choked up because it's the end of the year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, a little tired. Had a ton going on this week. Kind of. Worn out, ready for, ready for the weekend, but it's a good way to start it. I think so. I think yeah. I think this is like a nice transition from a poopy week to a nice relaxing weekend. Hopefully, mm-hmm. hopefully it's nice and relaxing. How do you how do you feel like the scope of this year went in general for games? Just as a quick recap from you, Josh. What do you think? Ooh, um. I think there was a bunch of good stuff that kind of kind of slowly trickled in. There were there were a few good things that I like really enjoyed early on, but they seemed to be more spaced out and everything just seemed to get faster and faster. The further the year went along to the point where I just like I I I can't keep up with half the games that are coming out that look interesting. Um yeah. Yeah, as like 
I don't know. For me, visually, it's like a hamster who gets on a wheel who's just getting started. It's his first time on the wheel. He's kind of like, I don't know what this thing is. And as he's used to it, he starts going really, really, really fast. And you're like, holy shit, how many, how many rotations is it? I can't keep up. And then suddenly he falls off because he he's dies. tired. <laughs> well, he didn't die. Because he's going to get on another Oh, time. he's dead. No, he's dead. You're dead. Inside. Yeah, he's, I'm being told he's dead. Oh, okay. Well, fair enough, but no, I'd agree with you, Josh, and uh, I'm excited. Uh, is there any particular category that you are most looking forward to this year I'm, for week one? Ooh, um, I mean, I guess the music that's always that's always the fun one. Um, the sound design, sound design. I think uh, other than other than the music, since we do the, you know, that's. We make a big show of the music, but I, I think other than that, the sound design is one that I'm kind of excited about. It's going to be a really fun one. I think we're going to have very diverse answers, and I'm, I'm already preparing to get accosted by you for, for my choice in sound design this year. You're going to be like, what the fuck? I'm already preparing for it mentally. My pick so. is Tiny Tank for the PlayStation 1. <laughs> yes, exactly. No, but uh, I'm glad you're here, Josh. I'm glad that uh, you made it through the week, and I'm excited to do the show with you. This is our, what, two, three, sixth year of doing this show. Mm-hmm. We are veterans at this point. Nobody can stop Old. us. Just, yeah. <laughs> Furui, as the Japanese say. Hmm. But um, let's get the other guy in here. You've heard this voice. Second, he hoisted the mast and bailed the water as our barge began to overflow with water. He's the editor of the site, posting reviews and articles. He also hosts his own show through Sword Chomp, brand new show. More on that later as well. If there is a comic book game that has existed, I promise you, on his life, he has played it. <laughs> Don't hold me to that one. I He's too the like youngest promising of the crew. on someone else's life. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's my favorite thing in the world. <laughs> the youngest of the crew and a man who knows a good pizza. Please welcome Rich Meister. Rich, how you doing, buddy? Oh, I'm great. Honestly, it feels like a, a shitty thing to say. I, I needed that week off, man. Oh, uh, got out there, you know, see the world. It was nice. It was nice. I, um... You know what I did last weekend? Uh, and sorry Tell to me. co-opt yours, but just so I can relate to you. Instead sure. of going to bed at normal time, both Friday night and Saturday night, I stayed up till two in the morning playing Halo Infinite. And I was Absolutely. like, oh, this is nice. I don't got to wake up early to do a podcast. You know what? You know what I, I did that Friday? It's going to throw your schedule for a loop for me never fucking sleeping. Um, I went out uh, drinking until like three in the morning. And then with that same group of people, I went to the Top Golf at 10 a.m. and continued drinking at the Top Golf. Whacked a few balls around. Went to a brewery. Went back to play video games with the same group of people. Went to dinner. It was a fucking two days and a half. That's awesome. I can't remember the last time I've done that with like uh, a, a core group of friends. Yeah, people, people in town that I, I very much wanted to see. Uh, you know, process of going out to do things with people. I got roped into being into another wedding, so give me another fucking three years of nonsense. Hey. <sighs> Weddings are expensive, man. They are, especially if you're in them. Yeah, that's that's what my wallet says. 
Mm-hmm. Well, what's in your wallet? Um, is that a real question? I don't have an answer to that. I don't know where it is. <laughs> Damn it, Rich. Well, what's one category you're really looking forward to this year? Same question I asked Josh. Huh. Uh, I mean, well, the easy out is the, the music stuff, because that's always fun, and that's most of what we're doing today. Um, but I'm excited to be having that best old game category come back, uh, even though what I'm talking about isn't that old, but it's just like more into the ongoing game category of uh, shit, uh, shit I keep going back to. Yeah, yeah, I, I was, uh, it's something that we had talked about bringing back basically every year, and then we just never did it. I don't know why we never did it, but... Because I kept harping on it this time, and I was like, no, we gotta do that. Well, this year made sense more than any other year besides last year, I guess, because... Because Josh and I kept saying it would be the same game for us every single fucking time it came up. (laughs) Well, maybe that's part of it, but no, I... Because with how many delays there were this year, which seemed... It realistically probably is not more, but I don't know. I don't know. I'd have to, I don't know. Have to, I don't have the statistics, but because there was a lot of stuff delayed, there was a lot of downtime. And so I was like, well, what better way to spend that than getting caught up on old games? So I think that yeah. category made the most sense this year. Sure. So I share in your excitement, and I'm also glad I get to share in your presence, Rich. So thank you for being I here. I'm also will say I'm grateful that the only new thing I'm playing right now, um, since we're doing game of the year anyway, I don't have to feel that bad about it because it's still under embargo and I can't talk about it for like another two weeks anyway. So it does make it a little bit easier because <laughs> I really want to talk about it. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I, I'm excited. I'm going to be excited to hear your thoughts on that. We might even have to do like a mini episode, like review episode so we can drop it in the main feed just I'd, so you can get your thoughts out. Yeah, that's probably not a bad idea. We'll, we'll discuss I can, that. I can uh, kind of just host that for you. You and I can sit just down springboard like off minutes. me. Yeah, let's get yeah, it off the brain. Like plan. But I'm glad you're here, man. And last, you were stuck with a man who threw his pantalones off the ship and danced in the rain as it threatened to overtake and flood and drown the ship. My name is Shay Layton, and it's a pleasure to be hosting this year's Daggertooth Awards. Josh, you can insert some applause there. It'll be a, I'm sure it'll be a smattering of applause or just don't. to spite me, but mm-hmm. please. Brought to you by Meineke. <laughs> yeah, but I'm excited. I, uh, hey, Shay, what, what category are you most looking forward to this week? Oh, Shay, I'm so <laughs> glad you asked. Um, I'm really looking forward to probably, like Rich said, either the favorite game that I played this year that wasn't released and I'm also really excited to actually talk about most accessible game because it's a brand new category for us. It's something that we have we never discussed year. before. And I think it's something that we, um, we definitely should start thinking about more as a, as a, as a culture as a whole. And I, I think there's a lot to praise there. So I'm really excited for that category. Yeah. Did we did we not do that last year, or did we just talk about like how no, if that was an award, we would have given it to The Last of Us? Was that so? Yeah, that's exactly what happened, what happened because how how the conversation and how this category came up uh, for those first time listeners is last year we were talking about those gaming lucky bastards, <laughs> right? No, um, we were talking about game mechanics, and I brought up the ability to change the difficulty settings because we didn't really have a a place to kind of praise that. And we were kind of going back and forth about like, is that really a mechanic? It 
is, what it isn't, I don't know. And so we were like, you know, it'd be a great category is to do most accessible game next year. And because Last of Us 2 would have won it in 2020. So oh, that's hands how that down. That stuff about. was so good in that game. Like unbelievably so. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. I'm being told Far Cry 6 was really good with that this year, but there's no way we could know that because nobody played that game. Yeah. Like Not literally that. no one. And uh-huh. that I, every, uh, no one that doesn't hate themselves as far as I can tell. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that, that's, that's fair. That's fair. I, I had, I had a little bit of a desire because I like uh, Juan Carlo Espinosa. Espinoza, so Esposito. I think you're fucking with me. I'm not fucking with you. It is Esposito. Oh, I see. That's the thing, Rich. I can never tell when you're fucking with me. Like, even if I was, that wouldn't be a very good. Like, his name's slightly different. Got him. <laughs> with your, with the way your hood is on right now, it looks like you have like flat, long black hair, and then like that's halfway down, the bl- mm. it's like tinted blue. I just, unless I've actually, like, styled my hair, I don't like anyone to see my hair. Um, so that's what you're dealing with, and it was too warm for me to keep that hat on. That's uh-huh. fair. That's so fair. That's, what you, that's what you're going to deal with. Okay. That's fair. Well, thank you for correcting me, Rich, and let's get into the awards. So here's how it's going to work, uh, just for you guys, because I didn't tell you guys before the show, and for you, the listeners. We're going to go in order of which, basically, I introduce the guys. So Josh, Rich, me. Um, unless it's otherwise noted, there will be one top choice for each category. Um, usually we've done ties in the past. I forgot to discuss this with you guys. Uh, I think that we should save the ties for next one tie for next week. And this week we have no ties. How do you guys feel about that? Let's see what happens. <laughs> we'll play I it by ears. Is that what you're saying? I don't saying? think I'm going to, yeah, I don't think I'm going to feel particularly strongly enough. Like, we're not going to come to blows over any of these categories, I don't think. Watch like, your mouth. I'll blow who I want. I'll, I'll fuck. I'll I'll jerk you off with both hands. I'll mouth fuck somebody, and no one's going to stop I'll, me. I'll beat your dick off with both hands. I'll make your dick cry <laughs> with my throat. All right, I took it too far, but yeah. Uh, what the fuck does that mean? I don't know. We'll play it by ear. Uh, anyways, let's get into the show. So the first category is favorite voice acting performance. Pretty self-explanatory. The voice acting performance that stood out the most to you this year. There were some very good games. Uh, Tom Kenny, SpongeBob SquarePants. Psychonauts 2, Resident Evil 8 are just the two that come off the top of my, my mind. But I guarantee that good there are plenty it? more. Um, Josh, I'm going to throw it to you first. What was your choice for favorite voice acting performance of 2021? Yeah, and actually, why? I didn't have a tie for this one, but I do have 14 runners up. Um, well, that's good. At all. Um, <laughs> um, Hit us. I'm, I'm not going to actually list the 14, but, but there, there, were, there were about... John from good. Eastward. There, exactly, exactly. Um, he's just that stoic. Oh, it's so good. What a performance. Stop. Yeah. He really knows how to chew the scenery. It's 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 hard to imagine anyone else doing that. The range quite on as that well. Guy. Yeah. Um, Michael C. Hall is Metroid. <laughs> huh. No, I can see him. <laughs> um, yeah, I can see him in that that role you made yeah, up. I, I am gonna mention the one. Uh, I'll I'll mention the one if it doesn't come up from you two is what I'll do. Uh, for you know, a runner up just because I think it's anyway. Uh, but okay. my favorite 
for this year. Um, and there, there's a lot of good competition. There was, there was some, like you said, there's some really good voice acting. Uh, my favorite was Drax from Guardians of the Galaxy. Mm. Because it is... Jason Cavalier as Drax from Guardians of the it's, Galaxy, it's, and I know that offhand for no particular reason. <laughs> no particular reason. <laughs> it's it's such a good take on that character that it, on <sighs> the voice acting in that in the entire game is solid, but he's he just he stands out even even in that cast as far as being just um just dead on with every line he's given um the, it's informed by batista's performance bef- for sure but like he takes it and, and runs with it in a pretty awesome way it, it's yeah exactly exactly it's it's really it's really good um yeah yeah i, I was not expecting that game to be anywhere near as good as it ended up being um and a lot of that comes from the, from the performances in it um just solid cast all around do you know who who the actor was who played that jason not jason cavalier oh, okay yes that is oh, also sorry, my pick sorry yeah. <laughs> oh that is your pick as well <laughs> yeah i we kind of talked about this earlier on but i didn't know that was your top pick um yeah no that's that's also my top pick that's funny Okay, in which case I feel more entitled to my runner-up, regardless at this point. Oh, whatever, I'll wait. I'll wait for. Yeah, let, let's let's, let's see what let's see first. what Jay has to say. Yeah, okay. he he could have picked. Well, yeah, he I picked also this did also not, despite no, not playing this game. Yeah, I possible. also picked. You this. never know. I watched That's the YouTube true. clip, and you guys are right. Rich, did you have <laughs> anything to add to what Josh was saying? Um, just kind of, I guess, to piggyback a little bit, like, the main thing for me is, he clearly takes a lot of inspiration from Dave Bautista's portrayal of Drax in, uh, the films, but his delivery, his cadence, everything, he makes the character his own while, like, nailing that charm that audiences that are now familiar with Drax already are kind of familiar with, and he adds layers to the characters that the, the, to the character that the movie has not had the opportunity to do yet. Um, ranging from everything to like emotionally impactful to just like that sort of dry, stupid wit. Oh my goodness! Across the board, the, just fantastic. His deadpan reactions to to not getting idioms from Earth or 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 certain sarcasm are they're just excellent. Um, yeah, it's yeah some, Truly some phenomenal. of the yes yeah, some of the best delivered you know straight man jokes. Come, come, come for those interactions. It's really good. And then, and then, like an hour later, he'll swing, and there's some really like heavy emotional moments for Drax, like coming to grips with shit that has happened to his family and stuff that feel just as impactful despite him playing like a complete idiot 15 minutes prior. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. That's fair. Okay. Okay. Nice, nice uh, pick from both of you guys. Game I've never played, unfortunately. I've, I feel guilty because I've been wanting to play that game. I just haven't had the time. But the choice I went with, um, I think you guys will appreciate this one. Maggie Robertson playing Lady Dimitrescu, or Dimitrescu from Resident Evil 8 was my choice this year. Um, it's, it's hard to think of, or I mean, it's not hard. It's kind of crazy to think about that game came out this year. It feels like a it lifetime ago. It does ago, ago, right? It's February, but, yeah. <laughs> but the world 
was oh. and the internet was just ablaze when she was announced to be in the game. She was a meme at one point talking about how she was going to do nice sexy things to you. But in all seriousness, mommy. in all seriousness, the way she delivered her lines was very oh, there's there's something about it. It's very scintillating and at, at the moments where she needed to kind of be flirty with her voice but you could detect a note of danger there was always a, a level of danger within her voice and she played with that uh maggie robertson played with that so well that mm-hmm. you always felt this level of just dread when she would be on screen or you could just literally hear her there were times where you didn't even see her and she struck fear into you. Think about it from from this perspective. When you're playing the game, there's a point where you're moving through her manor, her giant castle. And you're walking and you're trying to solve the puzzle and all of a sudden you hear her voice from behind you just laughing or she's angry because you've killed one of her daughters. Uh, minor spoiler alert. Just Wait, strikes what? fear within you because you're walking all of a sudden you hear, ah, and you're like, oh, fuck, there's somebody behind me. And it was always her. Mm-hmm. And it always scared the fuck out of me. Just her performance was exemplary. And honestly, I, I thought about some of the people from Psychonauts 2 as just my brief oh, shout yeah. out. There were a lot of good performances in that game, but. Uh, definitely a lot of consideration for me in that one. I think you're, you're definitely right about her being the standout of that game. I mean, if we're excluding the Duke. Um, you know, everybody <laughs> loves the Duke. Uh, yeah no like you will get no object from me being like that is even for as short-lived as she is in the game like that is the the standout performance in that game to me like not to say there aren't chris chris redfield is a really dumb and great performance but um yeah i i think you're you're right about that yeah i mean like a lot of the characters in that game not to just only talk about this game felt like caricatures and obviously she's not an exception to that rule but also she felt the most believable out of them all like i i like the puppet lady she felt very much like a caricature (laughs) but she was awesome too so that's my choice um so maggie robertson as lady dimitrescu so there we go first one done boys it feels good it's flying we're flying already Feels like feels like this show is going to be dragged on. No, we're flying. Favorite <laughs> menu screen music is the next category. I'm really excited for this one. I had knocked something off at the last minute. So we're going to be talking about that. Oh, Josh, you wanted to mention your honorable mention. Oh. I'm sorry, before we move on. Oh, yeah, all 14 of them. Just a moment. Um, How dare no, you? <laughs> no, but I, I think another standout from this year um, is absolutely Jason E. Kella sorry kelly i can't pronounce anything today i'm having it's it's been a long week guys i'm oh fuck anyway it's okay jason e kelly and ozioma akaga as colt and juliana in death loop um ah okay and yeah the the combination the the chemistry those two have those characters playing off each other um, their banter is one of the best parts of that game it's so so good um they're like I, I i i i can't see the game being remotely uh as engaging without them uh 
you know, there's something about like, yeah, they have that chemistry and it's even like a testament to like their delivery. And there's something even about when you're having like a really good run and they're going back and forth, you can hit points where like Juliana will eventually be like, I have fucking nothing to say to you. And she'll just like cut the radio off. And even in that, it's like they make those characters feel real. They make that relationship feel real. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, it's that that's one of the very standout points in the writing of that game for me. Yeah, in a lot of games, a character disappearing for a long time, you'd forget about. Whereas, like, Juliana not being in your ear constantly makes you wonder what she's where, doing. Where is she? What's what's going on? You're it's it's. Um, and she makes a point to, to be like vocal, be like "fuck off," I, I have nothing to say to you, and then check it back in a while later and be like, "you're still fucking doing this." Like, mm-hmm. what is going on? It's so strong. Mm. It's that was those those are. Those are some of my favorite performances of the year as well. But again, it, it, this was this year was really good. All all the performances in Psychonauts too were also great. Like like you mentioned, Shay, there's there's yeah. some solid voice acting this year, in in a ton of different games. And I I honestly was not joking about the fourteen runners up. Um, yeah, I've got about that Just many the games cast here. Of that, Psychonauts like, too. Well, no, not not from that game. Like I was just I know, in no. games, just in different games that had performances that were really Conan good. O'Brien in Death Stranding director's cut. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I Psychonauts too. That that game is going to be criminally underrated in the next few years. It's it's not going to get the praise it deserves, and the voice acting is one part of that. The voice acting was sublime in that game. So it's really good. Yeah, definitely. Let's jump into favorite menu screen music. Josh, we're coming right back to you. What was your choice for 2021? My favorite menu screen, and this was another one that was, some, oddly enough, some competition, but I think kind of... Anyway, I'll, I'll get the game so you know to have context while I'm spewing on about it. My favorite from this year was from Chicory, A Colorful Tale, um, hmm. which, that it's your first time hearing about it. It's a sort of top-down Zelda-like coloring book adventure game. Um, so delightful. Absolutely delightful. Um, and the menu in that game, you hop right in, and you're already controlling the main character and can wander around the main menu and paint stuff on the main menu um, that is then saved for the rest of your time there. So you can kind of redecorate the main menu as you, as you see fit. Um, on you know, every time you hop back in to play a little bit more, um, and it has one of my well, I guess two of my favorite tracks from that album are are the menu music, um, from Lena Rain, um, who wrote just a just really beautiful open piece of music that. it gets you in the mood for the rest of the game coming into it. Um, um, it was just this very open, um, expressive feeling coming into the game, uh, that after beating the game changes to still be the, it's the same, it's the same basic melody. It's basically the same song, but reorchestrated, um, in a way that just, 
absolutely feels rewarding and feels like it, it's such a complete sound to it. The way they, um, the, the the way that the way the you know, I, like I said, it was it felt really open in the original mix, but there are they, they've got the the so many strings and different, um. It's beautiful. It's beautiful, and it feels like such an emotional, um, just release after everything in that game. Coming back to that main menu screen that you've seen a million times before at this point, um, with just a minor change of having that music reorchestrated, feels so good. Hmm. That okay. It, it, it really I sadly didn't play that year. game. Rich. I am is not my pick this time. I'm sorry, Josh. <laughs> uh, but I think it is a really good pick because it is one I thought about. I did, in fact, almost pick that. Um, there's I think Chicory accomplishes really well too. Probably a little more upbeat than what I ended up going with. Um, mm-hmm. but like that that menu music vibes as hell for me. Um, it is a game that is going to come up again later. Uh, it's Eastward, which That's is good too. like that was, yeah. That game is sweeping a lot of my music thoughts. Or it's literally as we were talking, it's a game that every day I feel like I Google search Eastward vinyl soundtrack to see if it's been announced yet. Uh, <laughs> uh, that's from Joel Korolitz is the composer. Uh, fun note: he's also doing the he did the soundtrack for Solar Ash, which we're all very excited mm-hmm. for. Oh, I didn't know um, that. Yeah, so I'm looking forward to that. Uh, but yeah, the menu music. Yeah, he's like one of few people of my pick- that I think could kind of come off of Disaster Piece in uh hyperlight drifter and i'd be like oh yeah i can i can i can see this still being really good i, I can vibe with this yeah yeah, yeah after um, playing eastward eastward very somber menu music a lot of them some of my favorite pieces from that are like these really melancholy like somber ones yeah. um i was talking to shay a little bit about this before the show started it's a piece of music that like i feel like you could fall asleep to uh and i think outer wilds was that for me like the last oh, yeah. time I had a game really like this where it's like the soundtrack I put on and just lay down and kind of let myself think and zone out. Um, yeah. The entire OST for that is on Spotify. I think it's on YouTube for free. Like check, check out this guy's music, check out Eastward in general is a great game, but Oh, it's just yeah. those, those melancholy somber piano tunes that really stand out to me. Oh yeah. Not, not just that, but also I, I that was almost one of mine as well. That game has something I've not seen in a long time with an intro video that happens every time you turn the game on before it oh, comes to the, the, an- title the anime screen. intro. It's got yeah. an anime intro. Like, I've not seen one of those since the PS1. This is fucking amazing. And the song and in that is one. epic as well. Also killer, yeah. Yeah, and it's just, yeah, it's just it kind of gives you best. It gives you the bombast and the 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 adventure and the and excitement. Just and the, yeah, and, and then, then lays you into Exactly. Yeah. It's so good. Yeah, that was that's a really good choice. I have a very quick anecdotal funny story. So last night when I was playing Halo Infinite a little bit when I got off of work, um, one of my one of the music artists I really like, uh, his alias is Chimp Spanner. He makes like prog metal and prog rock music, and more recently he's done some more synthwave type stuff. So he dropped a song last night um, that he had been making on Twitch streaming. So I decided to listen to it while I was playing, and it was really good. And this intro, 
it felt very familiar for some reason. I was like, why do I feel like I know this intro? And somebody had commented in the comments of the video after I watched it. It's like, oh, this gives me some serious Hyperlight Drifter vibes. And uh, the, the musician, his name is Paul, was like, yeah, I started writing the song right after I played that game. And I was like, shit, that is exactly what that reminds me of. So just kind of funny. That's crazy. I, if you guys want to hear, I, music has become such a weird aspect of my life in terms of like the, the volume of shit I listen to, including game music. Um, this, we're at that time of the year where everybody's getting their Spotify rap list. Um, if I could just read you guys real quick, because I laughed at it and sent it to a few friends this morning. My top four genres in Spotify this year were as follows. K-pop. Anime. Pirate. Progressive metal. <laughs> I'm happy about the prog metal. Pirate. For sure. I, I, th- I was listening to a lot of sea shanties at one point. Oh, and then jazz fusion just under that. I'm, I'm happy about that, too. <laughs> That's a good list. That's a good list. That'd be fun to do, like, to talk about that maybe at the back end of the show. We'll mention, we'll talk about that a little bit later, but nice pick. That's a good pick. Eastward, I think, is a solid choice. It reminded me a lot of um, the the game that we really loved last year that I am somehow forget, forgetting the name. Um, it can fall. It can fail. It can fail. Thank you. I was like, oxen free. That's not it. I was thinking oxen free. You know what the Thank worst you. part is? I was reaching for the name and picturing the cover art so vividly. That's what I was doing too. Yeah, fuck. Brain's not quite alive yet today. But Was that game no, getting the, a limited the music run release? In that game, I remember so far thinking I wanted to buy that. It reminded me a lot of um, it can Which, fail. Which it can fail? So. Yeah. Yes, they just had pre-orders of it. Uh, okay. Like last month. I think they're ended, but... Yeah, I think they just did a run of that that's supposed to be out next year sometime. So, Gotcha. I'm sorry, Shay, I didn't mean to derail you. Yeah, just straight you, you may have to wait and see if they have another run of it. Or, yeah, or if they I'll, have extra I'll, I'll once, the once the shipments come out. They yeah. usually do if you jump on it. Yeah. Yeah. But my choice for this year, uh, very simple. It was, it was one that I had to go back to just to double check, and I had pulled it up on YouTube, and I was like, oh, yeah, that's it. Cyber Shadow. The title music from that game. Close runner for me as well. Yeah, I I have kind of not completely forgot about my experience with that game. There, there are a lot of things I do remember about that game. But there, because it was so long ago, I kind of... January. I, it's that was not the first game I in my memory. Yeah, exactly. So I went back and listened to that on YouTube, and I was like, oh yeah, this is right. And it, it really, it, the, it does such a good job of just settling you into what the game is going to be like there's there are these kind of lull spots in the music where it's like building up and that's kind of the game where you're kind of you're exploring some of the stuff and you're kind of backtracking a little bit if you miss something in an earlier part of the level can't backtrack too much because it's not a metroidvania but there are moments when you can do a little bit of backtracking in case you miss something and oh, late then game, obviously the, the music starts to pick up in certain areas and that very much reflects the frenetic nature of the combat. So on top of that, it is a very synthwave heavy track, very inspired by that, um, that, that uh, era because it's a pixelated game. It's a pixel art game. It harkens back to the action platformer. The music reflects that and... Um, Synthwave is just 
has become the perfect genre for that in the past few years. And this game is no exception. The music in this game is no exception. So I really liked it. I don't have much to say about it other than it was badass and the whole soundtrack is phenomenal, but the title screen music was actually... Um, and you definitely that... haven't heard the last of it for this episode. Oh, I <laughs> Like know. a lot of these games we just mentioned, I think. Yeah. Yeah, they're, they're, a lot of these are going to be popping back up. That's a great pick, though. Uh, like the, Again, of everything... All three of the games mentioned here were all on the short list as I was trying to to pick for me. Like th- those are all really great choices. Yeah, yeah. They I loved all of your guys' choices and my choice, especially mine. But <laughs> you no, like yours the most? <laughs> <laughs> That's the one I surprisingly like the most. Now, next one we're going to be doing is favorite song. Now, this is a category we had introduced last year because we decided that every time we talk about the music we talk about it for so long because we are all very passionate about the music and video games and just music in general that last year or last year's game of the year show, we decided to make it its own separate day. And to kind of expand upon that a little bit, we decided to give ourselves a top three because we're always like, we're always using our ties with the music. So we decided to, Make it a little bit easier on ourselves in theory. So we're going to do this category a little bit differently. We're going to do Josh, his number three choice, Rich, your number three choice, my number three choice, and then we'll go back in order for number twos and number ones. Twos. Twos, deuces. Josh, your number three choice for your favorite song of video games in 2021 so I'm going to actually play that. Uh, Josh, do you want to set it up at all? Do you want me to reveal it or do you want to just set it up and then I'll play it? Um, I don't know. I hadn't thought about that. Um, <laughs> How dare you? I didn't know there'd be a test. Yeah. I have no it's idea. It's a test, Rich. Just have him set it up. That's what I'm going to do. It's the lazy move. <laughs> okay how about this i'll just play it and uh you tell me afterwards about the song the reason why you picked it okay so without further ado here we go we go josh your number three pick was rusu's council from kenna oh yeah bridge of spirits um this is this is another one of those soundtracks that i can just kind of turn on and relax to um the music in this game is 
something that I almost didn't notice at first because it's so perfect for the game. Um, and it was, it was not until about halfway through that I realized I'm humming every single track on this. Yeah. I'm like, like I, it was so perfect. I didn't notice that it was there because it was so good until like it's very atmospheric. Yeah. It, it's really atmospheric and, and it, 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 it seats well into the world and seems to support every area you're in. Um, it just, it's so, so good. Um, that this, this track in particular is one that is. Uh, That's the one I remember. And I, I like, I didn't know the names offhand, but the minute he started that up, I knew it was Kenna. Yeah. And like, I, I had thought about some tracks from Kenna, though none of them really made it for me, but. That's the one that I think really sticks out. Like, that feels like the title track to me. As someone who hasn't played the game, why does it stick out for you guys? Or probably, Josh, I'll have you answer the question <laughs> first, and then, Rich, I'll let you come in and jump in when you want. Yeah, yeah. Um, Rusu is not the main character you interact with, but he's he's kind of the main character you interact with. He's just, you know, you don't meet him until a little bit later on in the game. It just, you know, sort of wise old man gives you directions to go to go find this this other guy who's who's actually the guy to help you um and that's that that's rusu um and they do such a good job of giving him not just a a theme for himself but kind of a lot of the the ideas um that are kind of finally starting to be understood in that part of the game um and it's just just one of my favorites um there's there's a lot of strong music in that game but but just melodically that one kind of i mean you you can hear it there's a lot of call and response in it um in the kind of you know the the way it's framed around around the conversations you're having with him in that part of the game yeah um and it just yeah like it just it reinforces everything they're going for um, in those scenes. It's, yeah, it, it kind of gave me a little bit of uh, Donkey Kong vibes, too. Not enough horns. I mean, just... Yeah, I'm not really uh, feeling that. Well, let, with let the me, atmospheric let, part of it, yeah. Yeah, there was... There was um, some of the percussive elements are what was giving me, Oh, I think, oh yeah, yeah. No, Kong. there's... That's fair. All, all the percussion in this game is, is wooden percussion, except... Well, no. No, it's not all. Most of the, the percussion, majority. basic, basically anything in the high register. There, there's, there's no, you know, in anything that would be a snare symbol or tom. Anything higher up is wooden percussion. Then uh, they, and you know, and they're still using timpanis and other, you know, gigantic drums for the for mm. like a lot of the bass in there. Just stuff that really fills out the soundscape. Um, really yeah. well well that's a, that's a solid choice i i liked what i heard so far that's another game that i didn't get around to this year that i regret not having time for it's something i'm definitely going to be going back to play at some point oh yeah so. I, I definitely think it's worth you your time you definitely should yeah i think it's right up my alley but good good choice for number three rusu's council from kenna rich do you want me to set up your number two pick or just play it um, did we set up Josh's beforehand or we did not? 
Ben, let's roll it. Do it all the same way. <laughs> Fine, Dad. Roll the clip. Is number three pick geothermal towers from cyber shadow oh yeah i told you it'd be back mm-hmm. um <laughs> yeah shay shay talked uh you know just a few mi- moments ago uh about the Cy- cyber shadow soundtrack geothermal towers is like the first area in that game uh but that track just stands out so much to me because it's so it is the perfect track to like have be the first area of an action game platformer like cyber shadow it's just high energy it fucking gets you like you're like yeah let's fucking go let's do it let's uh let's scrap some enemies like i love the the vibe of that like chiptune synthwave stuff in like old style games like that games that look like they could run on a fucking snes and it's just it is the right high energy it's funky as hell and it just hearing that one always makes me be like oh, i should play cyber shadow again yeah yeah it's that track is really good and no- notably for me because i grew up I guess like a heathen, as some people would say, playing the Sega Genesis. And that music has a ton of vibes from the Genesis and the Master System. It reminds me of a lot of different games. There are a lot of action platformers um, on the Sega Genesis that it reminds me of. And it gives me a little bit of vague vibes of the Fantasy Star soundtrack in some ways as well, in just the way that sure. um, basically some of the 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 way the thematic elements are playing and one of the big uh how do i word this sorry give me a give me a second the way that a lot of a lot of the themes were played and the way a lot of the music kind of shaped up was there were certain themes that would repeat in a very short measure and the re- and obviously that goes into the way the game is played and um how quickly someone will die in a particular game or how often you're transitioning from music to music from scene to scene in a game so they have to get those themes across really quickly and this track was a really good reminder that yeah that's that was something that was a lot more pervasive in video game music 30 years ago i hope it's i said like, that it's a, well you enough. know I, it's having that just one, basically one really good riff and a solid hook is all you need. And it's like, you're bopping your head already. Like that, that track nails that old game kind of tone. And not just because it was working with the Genesis's limited sound chip. It's just a choice at this point, but a good choice nonetheless. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. That is a solid third choice. Um, 
I gotta be honest with you guys. I did not pick any music from that game for my favorite songs. <laughs> uh, I felt very guilty about that, but also there were just some tracks that stood out to me more this year. So that's disgusting. I'm glad you picked one, Rich. Thank you for holding it down for us. So he's got to. Somebody has to. So my number three choice, no, it's not Lollipop Candyman from Aqua, which is showing up on my Spotify <laughs> throwback. As we were listening to it before the show. Um, let me show you what it is, though. Some drum solo, but that is <laughs> feeling lucky tonight from Psychonauts 2. Can I just say what just happened is why we need to bring the live show back? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I actually missed what happened. What happened? Oh, but Josh and I were fucking grooving, my man. Oh. I was too. We all were. I'm sure you guys were grooving more than I was, but well, you had to hold the phone steady. You had a limited range of motion. <laughs> that is true. I'm glad you guys were grooving. Um, that was my third choice. This. The um, Psychonauts 2 had a lot of really good music, and it reminded me so much of just the 90s, uh, gaming in the 90s on the PS1, but also it gave me a feel of a fun cartoon I would watch, or like a young adult cartoon I would watch back in the day. And Feeling Lucky Tonight just nailed that vibe perfectly for me. On top of that, I am a really big fan of jazz music and kind of, it's not quite cabaret, it's more like big band jazz that we were just listening to, and I love that style of music. Um, I know it's something that has really fallen out of favor for younger generations of music lovers, but for me, I I love jazz, and I wish that uh, there was more of it that existed, like newer generations of jazz that existed and were really jazz popular. is the foundation for a lot of music whether people realize that or not mm-hmm. absolutely absolutely but th- that track just had me vibing and swinging and the the part in the game that it takes place is hilarious i love that part in the game on top of that so oh yeah it's and of course i, th- I think it goes without saying because there's a drum solo at the back end of the song i was especially enamored with that so um a little bias there can't help it love that track feeling lucky tonight from psychonauts 2 was my number three favorite song of 2021 so josh do you feel any pressing pressing need to introduce your number two song before i play it no i kind of like the music first 
thing so far okay. that we've got going on. It feels right. Okay. Okay, we'll keep running with that. Mm. Here is Josh's number two pick of favorite songs. Strange Quest from Eastward. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. There, there's Fantastic a, song. There's a ton of great music in that game, um, but that track in particular kind of, at least to me, seems to get across a lot of the, a lot of the feel of the game. Um, kind of in a single track. Granted, kind of like, like we heard earlier, there's um you know during the menu music talk there's a lot of depth to the soundtrack in this game as far as where it can go um but as far as just kind of that overwhelming sense of adventure, adventure. it's just i feel like that track gets it across so ridiculously well uh-huh. i feel like any track where you're on the train is like that's the jam in time you know oh yeah Oh yeah. I I I want to say that I feel like a lot of gaming music has kind of moved away from that. It's I feel like a lot more gaming music is moody and not necessarily like I know moody implies a dark, sinister or depressing style. And that yes, I for a lot of music has moved to that gaming music, but also it's like these sweeping orchestral a lot of tr- a lot of gaming music has become that. And even a lot of indie music has kind of been affected by that in some ways as well where this game and this game soundtrack and notably that song stood out in a year that felt like there was a lot of moody music and uh for the listeners who can't hear that even though it wasn't my pick the second it came on i immediately just got to smile and just it, there's this splendor <laughs> You're ready one to of go, the things I, right? I really like about this this uh song is you can tell that there's a lot of inspiration that it's kind of just wearing on its sleeve. To me, it reminds me a lot of um, like a Zelda, or it reminds me of like a Studio uh, Ghibli or Ghibli Djibouti um, movie. It's like, a, lot of, a lot of these inspirations that you can feel from listening to that, that whole track. I'm sure we'll, we'll talk yeah. about this on other episodes of Game of the Year at some point, because that game's no doubt going to come up again. Um, like the, the, the tone of that game is... It is like the best of traditional Zelda mixed with the best bits of like Earthbound. Um, just yeah, to like yeah. tone it, oh, that game is phenomenal. 
The music is phenomenal. The art is phenomenal. Everything about it is phenomenal. It's it's so good. It's yeah. Hmm. 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 Yeah. Fantastic choice. I can't disagree with that. Rich, here comes your number two pick. You ready? Do it. Oh, I'm ready. Get your diapies on, because you're about to shit your pants. Too late. Rich, that was the exact track I was thinking of when you mentioned that th- that was going to be one of your tracks. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, number two pick, Indoor, from oh, yeah. same game, Eastward. Yeah. Uh, it- it's funny to talk about like how Eastward has like these big bombastic tracks, and then it goes in the completely opposite direction. And there's something just so warm and cozy about this particular track to me. It it plays a oh, yeah. lot throughout the game. Normally when you are somewhere where you are supposed to be safe, like during a moment of respite, like inside a home or, and I was, I was comparing it almost to when I thought about like the outer wilds theme from like a year ago or two years ago. Cause time is a flat circle. And I don't know when that game came out. <laughs> um, it came out it's the kind of game you ago. like, <laughs> Oh, that sounds right. Yeah. But we're in a time loop. So we didn't yeah. know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> It's uh, it's like a game you just kind of want to like be cozy around a fire and listen to. Like it's soothing. It's something you could fall asleep to. It's just a sim- it's it's like one simple piano riff, just played a couple keys up and a couple keys down. But like it just it makes you want to fall asleep and it makes you feel safe. And it's just ah, oh, it's so I love that track. It's just fucking beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, it's phenomenal. It that is that particular track reminds me of a lot of my favorite tracks from other video games like it can fell i told you before the show rich it reminds me a lot of just minecraft just chilling out in the world and just when you said that i knew we were thinking of the same song was funny (laughs) like when you said i'm like oh yeah totally you're right yeah i i love that 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 track is so good at what it does just chilling you out and it one thing i really like about that track is that i feel like a lot of music in gaming and in movies in general doesn't really give you room to breathe it just it's overwhelming your auditory senses with like feel intensity feel depression feel happiness and this track does a really good job because it's so simple of allowing the player or viewer whatever the listener to just breathe and it's kind of like a simple recharge you absorb what's happening in the moment like I, I think the moment where I decided this is definitely going to be on my list is I was working on writing a couple things for the site and I had the Eastward soundtrack on and I'm just gazing out my window as this track comes out and it's raining out and it's gloomy and I'm just like, oh, this is kind of nice. 
Like, it's kind of like a lo-fi moment, like the lo-fi what, girl on it, YouTube. Yeah, it's, it's it, 100% it is lo-fi hip-hop beats, for sure. <laughs> that's exactly the genre I would classify it as. Which is yeah, exactly that's... what we're saying here, because we're professionals. But no, great choice, Rich. Uh, both of you, I, I thought that was kind of funny, both had Eastward tracks for your number two picks. So... My number funny two is pick... the first category of the day being the same exact choice. Yeah, exactly. That, yeah, my no, number that two was... pick. Oh, go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> I, 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 yeah, sorry, I... sorry. sorry. Uh, <sighs> just funny how that works. Would have picked something else. <laughs> hey, motherfucker! So one of us is gonna have to change, and that it ain't me. gonna be me. <laughs> All right, my number two pick is uh, is an interesting one. I'm just gonna let it speak for itself. as much as i want to play that track is a very long track and it is called fear or excuse me inquiry into relativity from genesis noir it's really hard to explain this game in general and it's really hard to explain this track uh rich you didn't play it correct i did not i did okay. not get around to genesis okay noir. so I'm going to do my best. Josh, feel free to cut in if I make any mistakes or you have any like additional clarifications that you can make. So basically this game, and this is uh, some, some spo- spoiler territory, so I recommend if you have not played this game to skip this next part, to be honest, as much as it pains me to say that, because this game is worth experiencing without any spoilers. Yeah. Sorry, Rich, you are going to be spoiled. That one's on you. But the whole point of this game is you are involved in a love triangle. And it instead of being told that you're involved in a love triangle, you're going through this neo-noir story, as you can expect. And it's very much told through visuals, auditory, and... Abstract narration would be the best way I can put that. And this song happens towards the very end of the game, and it's a culmination of basically everything you've experienced. You're solving these pseudo-puzzles, and when you finally solve them all, it opens into this music video experience where you're watching these visuals explode on screen, and you're seeing some narrative playing out through the music video and it's it's a it's an awesome song in general but the context is really important to this song in terms of what happens 
in the story and when it happens. It's something that I've never experienced before in a video game. And I don't know if I ever will again, just the way they debuted this song and how you actually interact with the song as the song progresses as well. Because the the music video, the song largely happens on its own and you're viewing it, but you also have a hand to play and how the music plays out as well. So to me, you know, all jokes aside to previous years, to me, this is one of the most unique experiences of integrating music into a video game that I've ever played. And that's on top of every other way it's unique. Wow. Yeah. Strong take. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, we, we already, we already hit a lot of spoilers. So I'm not, I'm going to try to leave it at, at where it is, you know, <laughs> not add to in, it. In, yeah. Not add to it at this point. No, explain um, the whole plot. But <laughs> there's a lot. But, um, yeah yeah let, let do you have 20 minutes rich yeah exactly right i um unfortunately yeah um yeah this, the, the lead up the end of this game is just sublime this it is such a post. bizarre premise one. with you i mean the the, the one thing i will kind of explain a little bit is the the genesis noir bit is it's a basically a noir framing device. You're, you know, you're the, of course, the hard-boiled detective trying to save a dame from being shot, but with, like, these sort of, like, um, sort of, like, paranormal powers, like, you know, basically yeah, everyone here is, like, a, you know, eighth-dimensional being. They're sort of it's, a, like, sort of cosmic a thing. underpinnings as well. Yeah. Um, but anyway, like at the start of the game, instead of her already being dead, I mean, she is already dead, but she's not dead yet, of course, because of everything we were just kind of saying. She right. was shot with a big bang, um, like a literal big bang, which is kind of the thing. And you're trying to stop it from hitting her, even though it already hit her, by like Expanding. changing the course of events in, an, in a universe to get it to not hit her. Um, an entire universe and this track is kind of at the end of that i'm not going to say where it all goes but it's it's the culmination of all of that of of an entire universe and a plot outside the universe itself it's it's really something um yes yeah i i like how you're like i'm not going to reveal too much and then you <laughs> i kind of said <laughs> most of all it all but the ending and i love that well no, it's, I it's mean, really hard to t- it's hard to yeah. talk about this game without spoilers. That's honestly like, yeah, for exactly. me, I originally wanted to do a Chomping After Dark on this, but it's so much better if you just experience it that I figured I would just leave my thoughts and feelings about the game as a whole for the end of the year so we could talk about it then there because it's, yeah. I, I don't think a Chomping After Dark, this is one of those few times where that format would not do this game justice. So it's something we'd, we'd, you just we'd have, have to, to do it like on the honor system or something, make it like a book club. Like you cannot listen to this unless you've played the game. Right. Right. Um, but then yeah. I'd put spark notes out for it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a cliff notes guy, but no, the, that song seriously was just the way it comes about. It's yeah. Un- unlike anything I've ever experienced. So, 
My number two Even pick. without context, cool mm. track. Thank you. Thank you. Like, you should... Uh, no, you shouldn't go watch it. You should just <laughs> play the game. You should just play the game, Rich, when you have free time in 2073. But, um, I was yep. going to say, uh, we don't have that here. What are you, what are you on drugs or something? Solar Ash just dropped and I'm in the middle of a review. <laughs> yeah. I do need to fucking start Solar Ash. But anyways, my number two choice, Inquiry into Relativity from Genesis Noir. Fantastic game, fantastic track. All right, boys, we're down to the number one pick. Your favorite song of 2021. Josh, here we go. places that is a colorful tale dope. from chicory right uh there's th- all three of my tracks could have been from this game um but i like i like to like to spread the love around um shout out to lena rain that track was so amazing good. i was like i was like oh she got uh fucking patrick stewart as jean-luc picard playing the flute <laughs> the little pe- penny flute solo it's at the, the beginning flute from picard's dream mm-hmm. um I feel like that's like a very, um, and I, it's like a Japanese sensibility. I feel like to be like, here's this sweeping melodic orchestral piece, and then there's some fucking electric guitar, right? Um, yes. There's a lot of that in this game. It goes all over the place as far as um, instrumentation going on. There's like, there's most of the bosses are like really hardcore chip tunes. Um, in that same game, um, I think kind of on an emotional level, some of the tracks in in this soundtrack from like the end of the game and really emotional parts kind of st- resonate more. But also, I I love so many slaps. of the tracks so much that I didn't want to try to have to spoil why why those ones I you know. Not 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 even spoiling the explanations, but just hearing them in context for the first time, sort of a sort of a thing. Um, and and this track is kind of the first kind of adventure area that you get into. You have you have an introductory kind of it. It's this kind of like i mentioned earlier it has a lot of zelda influences and you kind of start like there there are multiple towns but you kind of start in the one in the middle like you would in any other zelda game and this is this is the track that comes once you are heading out of town for the first time uh you're starting your adventure and it gets a lot of that across so ridiculously well with instrumentation you just don't here like there's not an awful lot of harpsichord and fife 
in in game music in any music but there should be more of it apparently right um yeah like how how do you make harpsichord and fife just rock that hard <laughs> it, it's uh it can be done we know that now yeah yeah there is a way mhm no for i sure. i really like that track for the same reason in some ways that a strange quest exists as well because it gives you that that sense of adventure and to me to be honest as as joking halfway joking halfway serious rich was it did give me vibes of japan very much so and yeah no just, like I, it was a little bit easy. of a joke but like pure sincerity in that is like i've talked um ray and i over the years have talked at length about this how like Japanese composers, especially those working on video games, absolutely love to do big bombastic orchestral pieces and then just throw out an electric guitar solo in it. Yeah, yeah. Um, I like it too. Yeah, to be honest, it's pretty cool. There's a reason they keep doing it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if it ain't broke, exactly. No, but that's a great choice. Number one from Josh, a colorful tale from Chicory. No, no. So. Chicory, a colorful tale is, is the tale. name of the game. The name of the game. <laughs> but it's also the name of the song. No. No. I can't tell if you guys are fucking with me. No, that We're was not. Supper Woods. It says on here, a colorful tale. I swear to God. Yeah, I sent you a, a file. Did you just take the file? Did none of the metadata go with it, or did you... No, I don't know I, how your phone I, does things. I'm looking at it on Spotify. That doesn't make any sense then. Hooray! It says a colorful tale by Lena Rain on. on Spotify. What did I send you? Did you? It must have searched the wrong thing. <laughs> did I, I play the no, wrong no, track? That was the wrong track. But again, like I said, literally all my songs were from this game until I was trying to spread the love around. So no, that so was a colorful tale. Sure. That awful. was a colorful tale. That's that's not the track that I picked. Okay, it's okay. Let's but you know it's, what? it's also we, good. <clears throat> let's retcon this and play the actual track. Well, we can do yeah, it. leave leave both. But yeah, no, that was a colorful tale, which is the first song once the game starts. Josh, I'll, guess I'll, what? You, I'll, you got I'll your ex- tiebreaker. I got my tiebreaker in by accident. Yeah, the, which explains <laughs> by yeah. clerical error. All right, let's play the actual track that was your number one pick. Here we go. Also harpsichord in here. That last one, uh, or so Spotify. Funny. Some somebody or something fucked it up, but uh, that is Supper Woods, 
Also mm-hmm. by Lena Rain. Also <laughs> from Chicory. Also with harpsichord and and fife, but but with the upright bass on this one. Yeah. Actually, that wasn't a fife. That was that was some other. Sounded similar. Some, fife adjacent. It, it was in the recorder family. Some like tone that, yeah. there. Also a great track. I, I got to be honest with you. I like a colorful tale better, but I still really like that track. Y- as yeah, well. the other one works yeah. better as a. You've got a minute to listen to this because it because it is a minute is kind of the yeah yeah you get that the whole arc true. you get the whole it arc. packs it packs yeah. a lot more in a short amount of time as compared yeah. to this song this yeah. song is about four minutes long yes yeah because this this one again is uh, so funny like i anyway i've been listening to these so many times that i'm trying to get the names straight and everything but anyway uh, everything i said about the first one was actually this just track. applied to the second one. Just, God just damn applied it. to the second one, and then but then that first one is more kind of the intro conversation thing, as as the main character kind of explains kind of the setup to the All world, the things. which is which is why it's got that intro that kind of sounds somber with that you know the, the sort of Zelda text crawl sound to it. Mm-hmm. At the beginning, giving you giving you this yeah. sort of like almost like a Wind Waker vibe to the you know, like the opening crawl there. You know, it's got a good soundtrack, Wind Waker, right? Right, so good. Yeah, no, that was a good track <laughs> as well. Yeah, just I'm definitely gonna have to listen to more music from that game. Oh, you yeah, play that game. Yeah, yeah, you really should. You really should. I mean, like, you know what? Fuck it. Let's just skip the show and just listen to the soundtrack and do it. Let's get out of here and go play games. <laughs> I kind of like this. Is, that's what this show is doing. It's making me want to get out of here and go play games. Uh-huh. So hopefully you guys want to play the dragon game after this? You <laughs> could play some Halo. Oh, I'd play some um, Halo. I don't fucking know what for. I'll put on a third pot of coffee and we'll play some Halo. All right. Hell yeah. Study for a Japanese test? No! Shoot some people. But uh, Josh, your number one actual pick, Supper Woods, from <laughs> Chicory, A Colorful Tale. And the soundtrack was done by Lena Rain, or Lena Rain. Lena Rain, I think, would be the way you pronounce that. If I, I got it wrong, Lena, yeah. Lena, I apologize, but congrats to you for getting the number one song from Josh. All right, Rich, your number one pick. <laughs> Let's play that track. Let's make it happen. Remember that I thing we said it. about the electric guitars? That was I, I, anime I was as like, fuck. Oh shit! I'm glad I didn't cut it off right when I did because we started to get to probably what you consider the cool part. That is Grandma 
from Death's Door done by David Fenn. Oh, and yeah. I gotta say, Rich, that very beginning, I was like, oh, no wonder why he was in the sea shanties this year. And then I came in with the clarinet. I think yeah. that that's what it was. <laughs> oh, yeah. hell yeah. Um, that song is fucking awesome. That is from the first boss fight in Death's Door against the Urn Witch. Um, again, like, like we were saying a few minutes ago moody orchestral pieces where suddenly there's electric guitar and just like oh it it flows so well it's got such an intensity for that first boss fight and i think it uh really captures the whole like character presentation of the urn witch as the first boss where through that whole dungeon she keeps kind of appearing to you and being like what are you doing here dearie like are you okay Mm -hmm. and then the minute you get to that boss room and she's like you little fuck i'm gonna kill you yeah. And it just swings so hard. Oh, it's such a such a good track. That 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 soundtrack is excellent, excellent, and it does yeah. another cool thing, kind of musically along the same lines as you were saying. Um, Crazy time signatures across this soundtrack. Yeah, well, but also with with light motifs of those bosses at the end. Yes, that that show up just like really intermittently, like kind of beforehand. Uh, just kind of giving you a taste of like, oh yeah, this is the, the boss, this is their area. Um, and then you get like just these amazing over-the-top versions of those themes once you finally get into the boss fight. Um, yes. Yeah, exactly. I will say this. I respect the hell out of the 57 seconds that we listened to that track, how much it packed in and how organic it felt to me. Cause there, yeah. I don't like. There's a ton going on in that track, like right off the bat. But it flows so well, despite that. It does. It does, and it like it was kind of funny because it was it was like going through genres within that 57 seconds too. It was like yeah. sea shanty, okay, uh, just this like <laughs> jazz in, infused this jazz fusion inspired. <laughs> soundtrack oh okay we're gonna hit hard rock and almost well, near metal was, territory it, the, i was the worried entire, you were gonna stop the it before Spotify the guitar playlist. solo kicked in <laughs> right that's um, why you know what mm-hmm. rich you were just listening to that song over and over again and i actually yeah. there's no k-pop in there that i no that we, I you didn't finish that you didn't finish the song <laughs> where twice comes in <laughs> it's actually Damn. a bts track Mm-hmm. Ugh. Be- I told uh, one of my, <laughs> my students this week I don't like BTS well I mean you're incorrect but that's hey they have some good songs some of their newer songs are good but I just don't like most of their stuff doesn't do anything right. for me cause I'm an old um, fogey Mm. I guess so. I guess so man but uh, yeah Death's Door is another fucking killer soundtrack dude that game yeah, is Ugh, and that's the first track for me that I feel like really pulls it all together mostly because it is all those boss tracks do that exceptionally well pulling in like all the musical themes and stuff from the area into this like bombastic like okay it's fucking go time yep mm-hmm. that's fair that's fair it sounds great so alright so my number one choice oh she, sorry Rich's number one choice make sure I double shout it out like I've been doing this whole time Grandma from Death's Door was Rich's number one pick, and that was by David Fenn. I wish I would have been a, been doing a better job of announcing all of the composers earlier on. I've only been doing it for mm. the number one picks. So I apologize to all those who come before. So my number one choice, let's get to it. Here we go.
I contemplated just going for the full six minutes and listening to that song because I love that track. <laughs> I just uh-huh. gotten up and go use the bathroom. <laughs> yeah. Uh, guys, I'll be right back. No. Uh, Mistral Peak by Jacob Linky from Flynn, Son of Crimson. That is a game. You know, I didn't. What? You know something funny, Shay? <laughs> Before I let you continue, I haven't played that game yet, but something told me that's the game it was from. <laughs> Yeah, it's well. I had actually sent that track to you guys when I was playing it, and oh, told you guys. Oh, that would to make sense. That is, yeah, I. That is one of the games that before we really started getting into game of the year stuff, based on how you're talking about it, I really wanted to make time to fit that in, but I, I just don't see it happening as much. It's as not I a want long to. game. It's only five six hours, so definitely fit it in there. But I think realistically, I I don't know how. I'm I'm trying to be vague i don't know how much it's gonna pop up this year for game of the year talk but um <laughs> he it definitely had the game of the year shows <laughs> i absolutely maybe there's a little bit of recency bias here i don't know but i really loved this track it, it was so immersive for me there's um <clears throat> there was a tv show soundtrack that i really liked two years ago and I still love it. It's too old to die young. It's from that TV show. And that TV show is a, a weird watch. Um, Morgan and I had talked about it in the past. And the soundtrack is very unnerving and it's very well done. And that, that little do 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 in the song, as you'll, if you go back and listen, so you don't have to hear my shitty rendition of it. <laughs> I love that little theme that is played around with by different instrumentation and different um, octaves throughout that song. And the, because at the very beginning, it's that very fleeting bit at the beginning, and it gives you this like wonder and hope, and it almost seems like a fairy kind of is, would be the, the um, embodiment of that. But then it kind of gets this, this little uh, nefarious lower vibe to it, as if something a little bit more sinister is there and that's what i love about the track is it plays with that simple theme in many different ways through the the instrumentation and the the octaves and notes that it uses and it's cool because it's in 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 a lot of ways it's a very simple basic relaxing background track but because of the the little themes that they're playing with in the background and how they bring it to the forefront it gives that simple theme or that simple background music so much personality in life which is uh why i went with it there there are some other really good tracks in this in this uh game i don't think it's probably the strongest soundtrack but this song really stood out for me this year and i i went back and listened to a lot of music from a lot of games um i actually played replayed bits and pieces of a lot of games just to make sure that there was no recency bias here and that that track really stuck out for me a lot. So yeah. Awesome. Yeah. There's not much else to be said because neither of you played the game, unfortunately, but, uh, Mistral Peak from Flynn, son of crimson was my number one choice of 2021. And that track, that soundtrack was done by Jacob Linky. So hopefully I'm pronouncing his name, right? So, we are hitting the uh, about hour and a half mark, so I think it's a good point to take a quick bathroom break, uh, get a few moments to recharge. We will be coming right back with our favorite soundtracks, top three. Don't go anywhere. We will be right back with the 
Game of the Year Awards here at Sorchomp, the Daggertooth Awards. Stay tuned. End side A.